The Paul W. Smith Show at 6. The Pre-W. Smith Show now. 760 WJR. Here is Jeff Sloan. Welcome back to the Pre-W. Smith Show. By now, most of us, of course, are aware of the fiasco associated with the Ticketmaster presale of Taylor Swift concert tour tickets. What happened? What went wrong? How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, Mark Dent, reporter for The Hustle, is here to give us the scoop. Mark. Well, as, as probably many of your listeners are aware, Ticketmaster is under fire. Just about a month ago, the new tour for Taylor Swift had a pre-sale, and there was so much demand. There was, you know, something like, three and a half billion different sort of like attempts all going into the servers of Ticketmaster at the same time. And, and that included bots, registered fans, non-registered fans, all kinds of different people just on their computers all at once. And it just totally overloaded the system and just led to this fiasco for Ticketmaster. And although it wasn't necessarily anything new for Ticketmaster, they've had concerts before with a high amount of demand and a bunch of people feeling like they kind of got the short end of the staff. And some Swift fans have filed a class action lawsuit against them. The Department of Justice had already been looking into Ticketmaster and its parent company, Live Nation, but it kind of uh, it kind of forced the hand of the Department of Justice to maybe move things faster. And they they broke a couple things, you know, to the New York Times and some other media outlets saying that they were doing this investigation. And so it it sort of is like you know we all know people have complained about Ticketmaster for for literally three decades, maybe even longer than that. And there's definitely a lot of reasons to uh, be angry at them, as, as we have just seen from a month ago. But, you know, I also talked to a lot of people, and there's an, another question I, I think that is very valid is, like, why do we only point the finger at Ticketmaster? There are a lot of players in this who all want to make a lot of money, and a lot of those players are all making money off of those hated fees. Ticketmaster is the 800-pound gorilla, and so they have this at least presumed monopoly. That's why the DOJ is investigating them, right? Yeah, it doesn't tell the story entirely. You're right. And again, like I think you're right that there is very good reason to be angry at Ticketmaster, and, and they do have this unparalleled power. They, they have about 70 to 80 percent of, of the big venues in this country. They use Ticketmaster. That, that makes them, you know, very, very close to a monopoly. But just to like put things in perspective about how strong that monopoly is, Ticketmaster wasn't the only company involved with the Taylor Swift tour. AEG was the promoter for the tour, not Live Nation, which is the one that's affiliated with Ticketmaster. And SeatGeek sold tickets for three or four of the venues where Taylor Swift was playing. And they had the same exact issues that Ticketmaster did with too much demand and their system crashing. And so there actually was a little bit of competition even on this tour. And we saw what happened. But kind of beyond that, I spoke with Fred Rosen, who is like the former CEO of Ticketmaster. He like built the company. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of just explained to me why these fees are the way they are, which is generally what people get mad at the most, right? I mean, this was in kind of an instance where there was also just too many people who didn't get tickets, which made people angry. But um, it, it's these fees, which can be on average right around 30% of the cost. But that is, Ticketmaster certainly does set the fee amount, but they do not set the amount that the ticket costs. It's Taylor Swift and the promoters and the venues who decide how much a ticket costs. And then these fees, while Ticketmaster does, that's how they make their money. 
It's also how those other parties make their money. The reason why these fees have started to go up over the years is because Ticketmaster bargained for exclusive contracts with venues. And to be able to get those exclusive contracts, they had to say, well, we'll give you something to make us your exclusive ticket provider. And that something was splitting the fees. And then eventually the promoters wanted a cut. And then in some instances, the artists want a cut of the fees and, and get a cut. So that's, uh, that's why those fees have gone up. So it's not just Ticketmaster. There are a variety of parties that we could point to that are, let's just call them factors in this circumstance. Even that superheated demand that Taylor Swift has been so good at generating in her fan base, even that's, a, of course, like in all markets, that's a contributing factor as well. There are, and there, there were some actual people who cracked the, the math on this, but the amount of shows that Taylor Swift would have had to have played to like fulfill demand would have been well more than double, maybe triple, even quadruple the amount that she is playing, right? Because there's just too many people who wanted to see Taylor Swift. And there isn't really a lot of systems that can make that happen if she's only playing a certain number of shows. It goes without saying that some people aren't going to be able to get tickets. And now that, that's not to say, I, you know, saying all this that, Ticketmaster does have a lot of power. And since they merged with Live Nation in 2010 is when it was cleared by the Department of Justice, their fees have gone up more. And there's also, even though I was saying, yeah, there is competition, like, like Taylor Swift uses AEG to be her promoter. She doesn't use Live Nation. But that said, Live Nation owns 400 venues worldwide, give or take, which is just, a, that's an absurd amount. And, and those are mostly the big venues that we all uh, attend. And in addition to that, you kind of have this thing where the Department of Justice, even though they, they allowed this merger to happen, they kind of said like, okay, you need to sign this consent decree and be on your best behavior. And then in 2019, they found that Live Nation and Ticketmaster had not always been on their best behavior, that they had like exerted pressure on venues to sign with Ticketmaster or they would risk not receiving these Live Nation shows. And so that really puts artists and venues kind of in a bind, and, and especially artists, because when venues have these exclusive deals with Ticketmaster, then they do have to use Ticketmaster. And like Taylor Swift, for the most part, she did have to use Ticketmaster, even though her promoter was AEG, which has its own ticketing system. And then, you know, they used SeatGeek at a few other venues that had a contract with SeatGeek. So it, it's like this situation, as, as this one sort of music industry expert explained to me, where your choice becomes to do a deal with Live Nation and Ticketmaster and tour, or don't do that deal, and then you don't get to tour. Right. Well, that then, again, speaks to, you start hearing words like monopoly creeping into the discussion, because things like that tend to happen when that circumstance is present in a market. Where do you think it goes? Do we see change? What do you think's ahead? We certainly have that possibility because the Department of Justice is looking into this. And I think that the Department of Justice has been a little bit more willing and as well as the FTC here in the last year or two to actually reconsider some of these decisions that they made 10 years ago that a lot of people have raised questions about. And, and of course, Ticketmaster Live Nation being one of them. However, there is sort of an, a really interesting conundrum when we talk about competition here. So Ticketmaster, the biggest thing that they found out that allowed them to become a juggernaut was realizing that fans, the people who buy tickets, those are not their customers. Their customers are venues. So their goal is to 
to have as good of an offer for the venues that they possibly can. So if there's more competition, and again, there's a little bit right now, SeatGeek and AEG uh, have their own ticketing systems. So how do you, if, if you're gunning for these venues, then to beat Ticketmaster, what you need to do is, is make a sweeter offer to the venue. And that means giving the venue more money, and that means higher fees. So we need to really dismantle the system entirely if there's going to be change. Otherwise, more competition in this space could very well just mean higher prices for fans, which is just very, very weird to say. But as it stands, that's how it would be. All right. Well, listen, Mark Dent, journalist par excellence for The Hustle. We appreciate, as always, you bringing such intelligence to the uh, subject matter. Mark, thanks for being on. For sure. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Okay. Headed to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 